Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. I was just uh, chasing somebody into the bathroom to harass them and argue with them. It's part of the process, you understand. Part of the process. At least, so President Biden said today, after Senator Kirsten Cinema was harassed outside the bathroom. So if we chase women into the bathroom, it's fine. It's part of the process. Come on. <laughs> Good afternoon. How are you today? It is a uh, Monday afternoon. Great to be with you for the Afternoon Podcast. Thank you very much. I'm sure by now you've probably heard about this, uh, that uh, Luca protesters and Arizona constituents waited for Senator Kirsten Cinema, the left's enemy number one, for not going along with all of her, their proposals. Uh, she, she teaches a class, and they waited for her outside of the class, and then she went into the bathroom. As the left describes it, she ran into the bathroom to get away from them. Of course, she may have just been, you know, going to the bathroom, it's very possible, right? May have just been going to the bathroom. But the left is celebrating this. They love this today. They really do. They're very, very happy that this happened. Oh, by the way, New York Times today acknowledging that COVID, yes, is in retreat. And uh, this is probably the end of the waves. So we are, we are, we're good. We're in a good spot here. I'll tell you more about that too. But this is Fauci tries to spin it to say that his comment on uh, you shouldn't celebrate Christmas was taken out of context. Taken out of context by who? You're the one who said it. You said it, man. I don't know how that's taken out of context. But anyway, uh, this is what happened with Senator Kirsten Sinema. I'm going to play these whack jobs. That's what I mean. The left is nuts, right? They get one one or two moderates, and this is what the left does to them. This is a Democrat party, man. They they got off they got off the train of sanity a long time ago. It is pure crazy train. Pure crazy train. This is from the, uh, the here they go. Take a listen to this. I said I would want to talk to you real quick. Can we talk to you real quick? Hi, actually, I am heading out. Uh, um, right now is a real moment that our people need in order for us to be able to talk about what's really happening. We need a Build Back Better plan right now. We, we knocked on door So they follow her to the bathroom here. She's going to into the bathroom. Now she's shut we the stall door. And they're standing outside. We knocked outside. on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got they're you reading. elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. We need 7 million citizenship for 7 million. We need the double that better plan right now. My name is Blanca. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old. 
And in 2010, my grandparents both got deported because of SB 1070. And I'm here because you know I definitely flushing? believe that we need a special citizenship. Awesome my grandfather it? passed away two weeks ago, and I was not able to go to Mexico and visit him because there is no pathway to citizenship. Play flushing sounds over the air to, pass it right to check now, on that. Then we need Certainly play them on a podcast, though. No doubt about just that. Just like me, who share the same story, or even worse things that happened to them because of SB 1070 and because of anti-immigrant legislation. I don't know if she's, and this is the opportunity you know, number to pass one or it right now. We need, you to, just be we need to hold you accountable to what you told us, what you promised us that you were going to pass when we knocked on doors for you. It's not right. Can you hand me a square? That's what she should do. She should pull a sign from I'm a survivor of human trafficking. Here we go. Now she's out of the stall, washing her hands. Make sure she washes for 30 seconds. I need you to make sure she washes for 30. No, that was not 30 seconds, Senator Cinema. I'm just saying. That was not 30 seconds. I timed it. That was like two seconds. Your hands are a germ cesspool, Senator Cinema. Come on. <clears throat> so after that happened uh, at the uh, at, in the bathroom, it's not over yet, by the way. It keeps going on and on. They, they just chase her out. So what did President Biden say about that when he was asked about that today? First of all, he thought it was really, really cool that somebody went into the bathroom, number one, because he loves bathroom jokes. But then he said, listen, this is what happens, all right? This is what the left left does. This is what they do. It's what our people do, he said. They just do this. But now vote. Uh, Mr. President, just one, Mr. President uh, you're talking about how you have 48 Democratic votes right now. The other two uh, have been pressured over the weekend by activists Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat, P.L. Adam. Senator Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line? I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From The, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process. Yes, sir. A lot of people have been trying to attack immigration uh, is it something about having those men with guns around you? Right? If you have men with guns around you, isn't it amazing what people won't do to you? <laughs> right? I mean, that's the acknowledgement. Secret Service, heavily armed Secret Service agents around you with federal arrest power. Isn't it amazing what people won't do? I'm telling you right now, it's amazing what they just won't do. So that's that's what happened. And of course, uh, Senator Cinema should know she's in a party full of whack jobs. I mean, really a whack job. So then they asked Snarks about that today at the White House press briefing, which just wrapped up a few minutes ago. And what I always try to do with this podcast is wait until that's over to see if there's any news that happened. By the way, hearing tomorrow for that jailed U.S. Marine who spoke out, I played you Sergeant Scheller. I played you his comments when they happened, very critical of the uh, debauched, uh, the completely debungled, messed up Afghanistan withdrawal. And tomorrow he's going to be, I guess his trial tomorrow, he's in jail. I don't know why he's in jail. No one really knows exactly why he's in jail but a number of republicans have written asking to try to understand to the marine corps commandant why why he's released why he's in prison what's going on he's in a pre-trial confinement and a non-profit uh so i don't know what's oh i'm sorry non-profit led by eddie gallagher who was this navy seal was charged with war crimes is leading the charge to try to get this guy a hearing anyways raised more than two million dollars to help shell her out and this is a member he's very critical of the withdrawal and completely botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. And for that, he spoke out. He winds up being in the brig. He's in the brig. I don't know exactly if there's more to the story or not. One would think so, but who knows? It may not be. It may just be the fact that, you know, you speak out, you get punished.
We'll find out. So this is what Snark said in response to what President Biden said regarding you to pay zero in taxes. We're happy to have that debate. One more to five, Jen. Thank you. Uh, A group of activists followed Senator Kirsten Sinema into a ladies room screaming about the Build Back Better plan yesterday. The president said today, I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody and it's part of the process. He is an expert on the process. Has he ever been chased into a restroom by activists? Let let me be clear here, because I think the context of what happened here is very important. Um, And Senator Sinema put out a statement this morning. So as she said, and I would reiterate from here, the protection of the freedom to protest, to speak out, and to criticize is fundamental to our democracy. The president believes that. Maybe he shorthanded it, but he wanted to make that clear this morning. What happened this weekend was that her classroom, her students, uh, and, and the safe and intellectually stimulating environment she's worked to create during the years she's... The bathroom is an intellectually stimulating environment? I guess it is, technically. I probably have done... I mean, most people have accomplished more on the throne in their lifetime, intellectually speaking wise. Books have been written on there. Hemingway's writings, Plato, Aristotle. I don't know if they had uh, flushing back then in ancient Greece, but it's certainly, certainly more intellectual stimulation um, in the, on the can than, and probably anywhere else. I think we could all agree on that point, right? of teaching at at ASU was breached. That's inappropriate and unacceptable. And I think the context of what happened here is important, despite the fact that, of course, we stand for, the president stands for, the fundamental right of people to protest, to object, to criticize, uh, as they often do outside of the gates of the White House. So does the White House condemn these protesters who chased her into the I just said it was inappropriate and unacceptable. I think that pretty much... Not to do that again. I think that's pretty clear. What did they protest outside the gates of the white house all the time yeah they don't follow the president into the can jen that's the point they don't follow him into the john that's kind of the point that peter Ducey's making here the deuce is making a point all right i think that's a dumb point to say as we see outside the gates of the white house every day you are so far away from those those protests so far away you can't hear them can't see them let's be honest now let's be honest right but she's kind of saying that it was okay for them to do it. And she goes, well, it was inappropriate. Wink, wink. Chased her into the room. I just said it was inappropriate and unacceptable. Well, I think that well, pretty much... Not to do that again. I think that's pretty clear that they nope. shouldn't uh, they shouldn't uh, uh, breach the, the classroom and make the students feel like their privacy, their intellectually stimulating classroom, uh, and their time as students in college is being uh, broached upon. Jen, Go ahead. I have a follow-up to Peter's question. Sure. 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 I don't think we have the follow-up here, do we? China again said more planes flying over Taiwan. Yeah, okay, that was of China, which is way less interesting than Kirsten Sinema being chased into the can. By the way, if you are concerned about China, they are flying warships over Taiwan, and they are definitely flexing their muscles again, as they often do, because they don't think that Joe Biden is tough. So they're going to do whatever they want. Basically, this is what this is what happens. Anyway, <clears throat> you know, shocking. Biden is weak universally around the world, from the Taliban to protesters to his own party to the left to China. It goes universal. It goes universal right here. By the way, COVID is in retreat. I really, this is fantastic what was said in New York Times today, the morning newsletter by David Leonhardt. And this is really cool. The number of new daily cases in the U.S. has fallen 35% since September 1st, 35%. Worldwide cases have also dropped more than 30% since late August. This is as good as the world has looked in many months said Dr. Eric Topol of Scripps Research. He wrote that last week. 
these declines are consistent with the pattern that they've seen COVID tends to have these two-month cycles and then flames out. But the difference now, what they think, why they don't think this is going to happen again, hospitalizations are down too, big time. Deaths are down, uh, all of it. But now they're saying is that they don't think there's going to be another wave. The number of Americans hospitalized with COVID has fallen about 25% since September 1st. Daily deaths, which typically change direction a few weeks after cases and hospitalizations, have fallen 10% since September 20th. It's the first sustained decline in deaths since the early summer. So is this the last major wave? That is the question. Seems like it. Really does. It seems like it. Dr. Scott Gottlieb said eventually immunity will become widespread enough that another wave as large and damaging as the Delta wave will not be possible. Barring something unexpected, he said, I'm of the opinion that this is the last major wave of infection. Outstanding. Outstanding. And also because of the number of people who've been vaccinated, the number of people that have natural immunity from having had COVID, the antibody immunity, which is fantastic. So that's great. That's great. But is it, but can you celebrate Christmas though is really the question, right? Because that's what we want to know. Has a Santo Fauci deemed that you and I and everybody else can celebrate Christmas? That's the only question we have to ask. Did a Santo Fauci say that we can have Christmas with our families? That's all you need to ask yourselves. That's it. I mean, why would you ask yourself anything else? Why would you ask yourself anything else besides that? That's the only question there needs to be asked today. What did Fauci say? That's it, because I know people live their lives like that, right? They live their lives to wait until they find out what Fauci said. And the minute that Fauci says it, then they go with it. They just run with it. So, Fauci said you can't really celebrate Christmas with people. No, he did. He said that. He's trying to walk that back, as he often does. But he said that with CBS's Margaret Brennan. Can you imagine, by the way, not seeing your family again this year around for Christmas? And I don't think the excuse would work with Mama Zioli this time around. Had it last year, that worked well. It worked out really well, didn't it? Because I could use excuses like that last year. But this year, Mama Zioli's not going to buy it. She's No way she's going to buy it. Not with the COVID cases falling like this. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, can I get another excuse to get away from my in-laws this, this coming Christmas season? Yes, you can, but it's not going to be COVID. We're going to have to come up with something else together. I don't know exactly what it is. We're going to have to figure that out. Because last year, people loved it. I mean, they had, they had all this free time on their hands. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to spend all this free time. It was enjoyable to them. And then all of a sudden, what happened? Well, you know, people started getting vaccinated, and then they started losing their excuses. So then they thought the the, the variants would give them excuses. So they got excited again. But now it seems like, as things are getting back to normal again, what are you going to do? How are you going to say it? What are you going to do, right? I mean, how are you going to tell people that they can live their life and be normal if they get a vaccine and then they do get the vaccine, then you tell them they can't be around their family for Christmas. How do you do that exactly? I don't know. Nobody seems to really know. But Fauci said he was taken out of context today. So I'm going to play you what he said today is his excuse. Then I'll play you the original cut and you can decide for yourself if you think Fauci was taken out of context. Okay. This is Fauci with his Christmas comment. He was on with CNN's uh, Kate Baldwin. And take a listen. No more, no more COVID around at all. You know, I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. I was asked, what could we predict for this winter for like December and Christmas? I was going to ask you. Yeah, I mean, I say you hold off on that. I said, we don't know because we've seen slopes that went down and then came back up. The best way to assure 
that we'll be in good shape as we get into the winter would be to get more and more people vaccinated. That was misinterpreted as my saying, we can't spend Christmas with our families, which was absolutely not the case. I will be spending Christmas with my family. I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated people. Okay, so so that's what he says. He goes, that was not the case, all right? This is what he said with CBS's Margaret Brennan. And you tell me if you think that Asanto Fauci was taken out of context. It sounds to me like what he's doing is cleaning up, cleaning up a mess that he made, a giant mess because people freaked out and said, how can you possibly say that? You're trying to get people vaccinated and then you're saying that people can't celebrate Christmas together. This is what he said. Take a listen. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell. You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just okay. got to concentrate okay, on continuing. Just too soon to tell whether we can get together for Christmas. All right. Too soon to tell. But one more time. Play it one more time for you. Here you go. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell. You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. Ah, there you go. There you go. Good oh, evening. Hang on a second here. Now, you heard Fauci say that. So then you heard his excuse. Do you want to hear the excuse again? See if that's that matches up. Go ahead. Here we go. Or COVID around at all. You know, I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. I was asked, what could we predict for this winter for like December and Christmas? I was going to ask you. Yeah. I mean, I say you hold off on that. I said, we don't know because we've seen slopes that went down and then came back up. The best way to assure that we'll be in good shape as we get into the winter would be to get more and more people vaccinated. That was misinterpreted as my saying, we can't spend Christmas with our families, which was absolutely not the case. I don't know. I will be spending Christmas with my family. I heard I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated people who are protected, to have a good, normal Christmas with your family. But just the way all of the other disinformation goes around, you say something talking about a landmark of a time and it gets misinterpreted that I'm saying you can't spend family Christmas time, which is nonsense. You can. And, and your point and, and your point is, and correct me if, if, if I'm wrong, is that it's when you're in when you're in a pandemic, it is very hard to predict. Thank you. Two for, months out still. Yeah, no, no. Thank thank you. That for, was Kate. Thank you for cleaning up his mess, Kate Baldwin. I appreciate that. It's very, very helpful. He clearly said you can't get together for Christmas yet. He doesn't know. We're not sure. Because a guy like this doesn't want to give up the reins of power, period. That's why. You know it and I know it. He doesn't want to give that up now. If he tells people now in October they can go start celebrating Christmas with their family again, he basically then fades back to the uh, to the upper levels of the bureaucracy of the National Institutes for Infectious Diseases. That's really what it comes down to. Guys like him, and I've told you this for a long time, they love the power and the control. And they're very, very, it's, I mean, pulling that out of their hands is like pulling a toy out of a baby's hands. They do not want to give it up. And they are babies, just like babies are. They just don't want to give it up. That is the reality here. Too soon to tell whether COVID will cancel Christmas gatherings. Too soon to tell whether or not you spend time with your family. And then the media does what they always do. They help him figure out a way out of it. They gladly give him a way out of it. But deep down inside, they're rooting for this too. They're rooting for, for us to be home again in the winter. You know, I, it's because they love the ratings of it. They love the coverage. They'd love for everybody to be back inside watching TV all day again. Wouldn't they? Of course they would. Of course they would. They'd be fine with another lockdown. 
Oh, they, you know they would. Come on. And half of them are terrified of it anyway. I was watching today, again, this is why daytime television rots your brain, the Wendy Williams show, which comes on, I guess, daytime television. And she's got, in her audience still, people wearing masks, and they're all socially distanced. So this big TV studio, it's not that big, but maybe there's 10 people in there because they're all six feet apart, and they're all wearing masks, and then the other group of the audience is, is, is virtual. I thought it was a repeat. I said, is this, is this, am I watching like, like, it was one of those you walk in the room and the TV's on and then you don't know how to turn it off. And literally I didn't know how to turn this off, but then I was fascinated by it. So I started watching it and I go, okay, well maybe this is just a, a, a best of special from April of 2020 or June of 2020 or, 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 or any time of 2020. Nope. It's today. So there's a certain segment of people who are just completely nuts and they're terrified of this. And then you have another group of people which loves the power and the control that they have on you and me and everybody else. They love it. And they don't want to give it up. No way do they want to give it up. Fauci's that guy. Fauci is the embodiment of that guy. He really is. He's the guy that loves the power more than anybody. And he's been wrong so many times. Think about how many times this guy's been wrong. You think about that? How many times he's been wrong? And the latest one, of course, with this Christmas gatherings. And again, one more time. For Christmas so, or it's just too... Here we go. Just so you don't think I'm making this up. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell. You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've okay. just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down. Just too soon to tell, Margaret. Just too soon to tell. And this is, again, Fauci's excuse. Go ahead. At all. You know, I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. I was asked... What could we predict for this winter, for like December and Christmas? I was going to ask you. Yeah, I mean, I say you hold off on that. I said, we don't know because we've seen slopes oh, he's that went flat out lying. See, he's flat out lying here. Flat out lying. And that's why he said what he said about, I will be celebrating Christmas. Because I'm sure he got a lot of blowback from the White House on that point. A lot of blowback, don't you think? And, and by the way, rightfully deserved. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. So turning back to Kirsten Cinema for a second, isn't it interesting how the left loves doing this, the bullying of people, the chasing them down in public, ruining their dinner, calling them out? They, they love doing this, don't they? And what happened after Senator Kirsten Cinema was harassed in the bathroom? Not only did the president say, hey, it's part of the price process, and the White House tried to spin it a little bit, right? What else happened? Well, the left rushed to defend her bathroom harassers, rushed to defend it. Daily Caller writing this today, that after this occurred, some of the headlines, Daily Beast, Senator Kirsten Sinema locks herself in bathroom to avoid young activists on ASU campus. Now, she didn't lock herself in a bathroom. She locked herself in a stall, a bathroom stall, which is different. Obviously, she can't lock the bathroom. It's a communal bathroom. So she's in a stall, and you can hear the flushing in the background over and over and over again. Cinema locks herself in bathroom to avoid young activists on ASU campus. The sounds of toilets flushing punctuated a protester's attempts to tell the senator she needed to support what she promised us. Now, think about it. If uh, it's entirely possible that she had to go. She just taught a class. She just, she just gave a lecture. She has to go to the bathroom. And, and, and what you'd normally say would be that the people would wait outside the bathroom. And then Senator Kirsten Sinema would come out and then the activists would start talking to her again. Instead, they chase her in there. They don't really give her a choice, do they? She's going to the bathroom. The stall door is shut. What, what choice are they giving the senator in that moment? I mean, the polite thing to do would be to wait outside. 
That'd be the polite thing to do, but they don't do that. And of course, with the left, you get no points for being polite. All they want to do is just in-your-face, aggressive, in-your-face politics. Luca protesters, Arizona constituents, waited for Kirsten Cinema outside of the class she teaches, and she ran away into the bathroom. She has repeatedly refused to meet with them. What are they supposed to do? Democrat strategist Max Burns blames Cinema for the encounter. The big I would blame her bladder, if nothing else. Hey, some people just don't have a good bladder. They can't hold it. I'm one of them, by the way. Oh, man, I have to go all the time. It's kind of a problem, but I find that when I drink alcohol, it's worse. You find that, too? I'm sure it stimulates your bladder. Anyway, the bigger issue with cinema's bathroom kerfuffle. Oh, I'm sorry, kerfuffle. I don't want to upset anybody here. Bathroom kerfuffle. I think kerfuffle sounds better than kerfuffle. That's just me, by the way. Is it cinema's constituents feel this is the only way to reach her? They're desperate. And this is what it looks like when you spend months avoiding more structured public availabilities. She's in a public university teaching a class. She's not exactly hiding. She's also constantly giving press conferences. She's always on, on talking to somebody. But the left loves when you do this to people. Whether it's somebody having dinner, they go to somebody's home, they, they, they interrupt Supreme Court wives, Supreme Court justices' wives, whatever it is, they love it. Left-wing activist Amy Siskind said, these two charlatan senators should be forced to face their constituents in the john. Astrid Silva tweeting out, this makes me grateful for my senators. Ms. Cinema only wants attention when it's convenient to her. She was approached and asked politely, instead of stopping and listening to Arizonians, she hides in a bathroom stall. She had to go to the freaking bathroom. Writer Conrad Youngling calls out people for clutching their pearls over the encounter. That's what happens when she doesn't hold a town hall in three years and repeatedly and actively avoids her constituents, especially ones that knocked on doors for her. Are you really sure that these are people that are her constituents? I don't think so. How do we know that? Now, Kirsten Cinema put out a statement. Senator Cinema said that these are people that wound up really harassing her and certainly filming her students without any permission as well, she said, and she put that out on Twitter. Just getting blasted left and right. And I'll tell you something else, too. Oh, the Facebook Instagram outage is still going on as of right now. I don't know if that's going to be fixed in time before the show's over today, but I'm just letting you know that that's going on as we speak. Facebook having a gigantic out, uh, outage. Apparently, there's some rumor that this is all about ransomware and they're, and, and they're leaking files and, and all kinds of stuff that's happening. DNS records vanish. Employees' badges are reportedly not working. Boy, Facebook's had a really bad week, huh? Story that just came out a little while ago, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp down worldwide after DNS records vanish. The DNS records are the uh, records that the, the site points to on the internet. So very similar to an IP address. Those are where the, the, the DNS records, where the site points to. They're saying that their badges are not working to access doors. Uh, Shira Frankel tweeting out, was just on the phone with someone who works for Facebook who described employees unable to enter buildings this morning to begin to evaluate the extent of the outage because their badges weren't working to access uh, access the doors. Everything, let's see, she said here, let's see, see, let's see. What, da, 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 da. Uh, booking websites are now taking bets on when Facebook will come back online. Currently at two and a half hours and counting. Oh, that could be a lot of fun to take a little bet on that. That could be a lot of fun. Apparently now, uh, New York Times are going to have a story soon on what caused the Facebook outage. But I don't know what caused it. Nobody seems to know what caused it. And apparently the 
Oh, let's see here now. See, I'm just trying to get the information for you. It's coming out. Because this this ransomware thing is very interesting. They might be holding people, they might be holding this, 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 this stuff hostage, right? It's really interesting if that is the case, in fact. But I'm getting mixed reports on it. And I never like to really, truly give you anything until I can verify it myself. But the story is right now that data of over 1.5 billion users being sold on a popular hacking-related forum. Data contains users' names, emails, phone numbers, locations, gender, and user ID. I don't know if it's true. I can't verify it myself, but I'm just telling you what, what apparently seems to be happening. So there you go. Here's something else, too. Around the world right now, one, some of the nations that have been the craziest when it comes to dealing with COVID, New Zealand and Australia. I mean, Australia has been absolutely nuts, but New Zealand, too. They've had lockdowns, people arrested. The police have been going out and arresting people. You look at pictures from the streets, it looks like an absolute ghost town. And why, though? So now, New Zealand is now changing course. It's a lockdown that has failed to end the outbreak. It has not done anything to stop the the spread of COVID because lockdowns don't work. Their zero COVID strategy has not worked. Shutting down their borders, enforcing lockdowns hasn't worked. So today, New Zealand finally gave it up. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern acknowledged an end to the elimination strategy seven weeks into a lockdown that has failed to halt an outbreak of the Delta variant, announcing that restrictions will be gradually lifted. We're transitioning from our current strategy into a new way of doing things. With Delta, the return to zero is incredibly difficult, and our restrictions alone are not enough to achieve that quickly. Or, or at all. How about at all? How about your restrictions? Your, your lockdowns will not achieve it, period. In fact, for this outbreak, it's clear that long periods of heavy restrictions has not gotten us to zero cases. You think? Really? At what point are people going to recognize and learn from this that lockdowns don't work, period? Lockdowns don't work. Now, of course, the New York Times writing, New Zealand's approach to the virus has been a spectacular success. According to who? The people that are miserable living there, the economy's been destroyed, and they, and they still have people getting COVID over there. As the uh, prime minister began to announce this, more than a month of a highly restrictive stay-at-home orders, some rules will be relaxed in Auckland, even as much of the lockdown order remained in place. About 200,000 people were allowed to return to work, and restaurants and cafes could reopen for takeout orders. Takeout orders? Gee, thank you, Madam Prime Minister. They're trying to eliminate the virus. Eliminate it. As opposed to realizing that the best way to deal with COVID is for people to who aren't very, very sick to probably get it to get the antibodies. You vaccinate the people who are very, very sick. And like any other respiratory virus, you just have to deal with the fact that it's never going away. This is not smallpox. You're not going to eradicate this. But, it, but isn't it funny, though, what they finally learn? After all this time, they finally come to this conclusion. Everybody's been saying this now. Everybody's been saying this. And what does it all come down to? It comes down to, again, bureaucrats who hate to give up their power. They hate to give it up, whether it's Fauci or whether it's the CDC or the FDA or whether it's these people in New Zealand. They never liked it. They never like it. And so public health officials have lost so much credibility, so much credibility. And it continues going on, continues going on. And now we're still wondering where all this came from. By the way, a programming note. Wednesday morning, I'll be talking to the author of the book, It Came From Wuhan, all about the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, which, of course, as you know, came from Wuhan. 
which nobody nobody denies that at this point. And you know, another reason why I can prove to you it came from Wuhan is because the media doesn't talk about the origins of COVID-19, right? Isn't that one of the ways that you can do that? So today, in light of uh, Asanto Fauci's uh, statements on Christmas, the CDC put out new guidelines for preventing COVID-19 spread during the holidays. Now, this reads as something that would have been put out in 2019 or 2020. That's what I read. When I first read it, I had to check the date on the story. I did, because I looked at this, and much like the Wendy Williams show, I said, is this a repeat? Because people are acting like it's 2020 here. But this is what they say now. After uh, many U.S. revelers looking to, to enjoy the holidays, the CDC has released their guidelines on how you can go out and enjoy yourself this holiday season. Imagine that. How you can go out and enjoy yourself. Does anybody listen to the CDC when it comes? I mean, really, does anybody live their life based on, honey, what does the CDC say before we we, uh, we we get people over here for Christmas? The CDC advisors holding virtual holiday celebrations in which revelers celebrate with family and friends via video chat. <laughs> holiday makers are encouraged to throw a virtual dance party and collaborate with friends and family on a playlist. With regards to presents, the CDC suggests that people take gifts and food to family, friends, and neighbors in a way that does not involve contact with others, such as leaving them at the door. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm reading this and I'm, I keep checking to make sure I have the right date. I, I'm I, right it's October 4th, 2021. I'm just I'm making sure I have the right date here. Celebrating in person with people outside your household. Well, what they say now is if gathering indoors, revelers should ensure there's plenty of fresh air by opening windows and doors and even positioning a fan in one of the open windows to blow the air out. Make sure your guests stand six feet apart. They should also adhere to CDC mask guidelines, which uh, stipulate that unvaccinated individuals ages two or older wear a face covering while inside. So let's remember this now. You're going to sit inside with the windows open for Christmas, freezing your ass off, but, excuse me, uh, wearing a mask inside your own house with your family and friends. Right, sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely realistic. Absolutely. People generally don't need to don PPEs outdoors, the guidance says. However, in areas with a high COVID risk, the CDC recommends masking up in outdoor spaces as well. Uh-huh. Now, when it comes to holiday travel, they have travel guidelines. They don't apply Actually, I'm sorry. Right now, they only apply to Halloween and Thanksgiving. They don't know what Christmas is going to be like and if a Santo Fauci will cancel it yet. We just don't know. So when it comes to turning the corner on CDs, uh, on, on COVID, you got to listen to the CDC and their travel guidelines. So what they say is before you travel, you should get tested with a viral test one to three days before your trip. Of course, you should wear a mask when you're on a plane, except if you're eating or drinking. Obviously, because the virus cannot spread when people are eating or drinking. You should avoid crowds and stay at least six feet away from anyone who is not traveling with you. Anyone. Except when you're on an airplane sitting shoulder to shoulder with everybody on the airplane. Wash your hands often or use hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. Or just drink lots of alcohol. After you travel, get tested with a viral test three to five days after travel and stay home and quarantine for a full seven days after travel. Even if you test negative, stay home and self-quarantine for the full seven days, even if you're negative. If your test is positive, you should isolate yourself to protect others from getting infected. If you don't get tested, stay home and self-quarantine for 10 days after travel. I need a little chart to follow all this, don't you? After being around people who are at increased risk for severe illness for 14 days, stay away from anybody 
Just don't go near people. You know, just let me revise the guidelines. Just stay in your basement and cower in terror. I don't know about you, but it seems to me like the CDC, the FDA, and Fauci are all living in a different universe. So I mentioned this this morning. We went to a hotel over the weekend in North Jersey. Four weddings going on at the hotel. The hotel sold out. It's a big hotel, too. Sold out. The bar, packed to the brim. The uh, dance floor, packed. The restaurant, packed. We were lucky to get a table. I had to use my Italian charm, of course, to get a table, which I was able to do. Because they said, do you have a reservation? Whenever anybody asks you if you have a reservation, the answer is always yes. <laughs> if somebody asks if you're a god, you say yes. Name that movie. Coronavirus disease 2019. This is the uh, COVID-19. This is, the, this is what they use for their guidelines. Domestic travel. If you're not vaccinated, get tested one or three days before travel. If you are vaccinated, you have to wear a mask and take other precautions during travel. So all this is still incredibly nuts and still going on and on. And I don't think normal people are living their lives this way. And yet we keep hearing about this. Why? Well, for one thing, it's about control. And you hear more stories about like in the video of the of the teacher doing that stupid rhyme about I wear a mask. Hi, ho, the Dario. I wear a mask because I'm a freaking nut job. You heard that song, right? That little that little I wear a mask because I'm nuts. I wear a mask because I'm nuts. Hi, ho, the Dario. I sing this song because I'm nuts. I am crazy. I am a crazy lib. Hi, ho, the Dario. I am a crazy lib. Well, you've heard that, right? It's a very, very good uh, poem, I think. I think it's one of my favorites anyway. But no, but seriously, I mean, isn't this what happens? Isn't this what happens when you give all these bureaucrats control? They never want to give it up, ever. Two, three. I wear a mask to school. I wear a mask these poor kids. to school. I would pull my kids out of this class so fast. Are you kidding me? I wear a mask to school. I am a crazy lib. I am a crazy lib. Hi ho the Dario. I am a crazy lib. I am indoctrinating your kids. I am indoctrinating your kids. Hi ho the Dario. I am indoctrinating your kids. And let me see a hooray. Put your hands up. These kids are looking around like this is friggin' nuts. That's what it is. It's friggin' nuts because it is nuts. And these kids know it too. I would yank my kids out of that class so fast their head would spin, right? But this is what happens now with people who are terrified. They live in fear all, all the time, constantly, all the time. All right, a couple more things before I leave you today. Jen Psaki still doubling down on the fact that the $3.5 trillion welfare spending orgy bill is going to cost $0, $0.0. The best lie of the week still continues to be this following up on something that you just said you said that the president's going to have a virtual meeting with house progressives to talk about how this build back better package is now going to be smaller than three and a half trillion dollars but you have been saying that it costs zero so are you now admitting that the plan does not cost zero or is it less than zero well let's let's not dumb this down for the american public here what we're talking about is 
uh, how much the top line investments are, which are all paid for, so therefore it costs zero. No matter what the cost or size of the top line investments are, we have ways to pay for it. So the point is, that's important to the American public, all of your viewers too, is that this is not going to cost the American public a dollar. This is going to, we're going to pay for this by asking corporations the highest income, so people asking, under $400,000, I should ask. say. Mm-hmm. Corporations highest income to cover the cost of these necessary investments. Okay. Yeah, it's going to cost $0. Just so you know, $0. So you know. Uh, as far as what uh, Santo Fauci said earlier about Christmas and his flip-flopping on that and the CDC's new guidance about if you're going to have people over, open the windows and let them freeze to death, Jen Psaki's still leaving the door open to possibly now canceling Christmas next year. I know. You're thinking to yourself, how is that possible, right? How can that be possible? Surely we know by now, and don't call me surely, that this is over. So how can she possibly say that this is even a possibility? Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Jen. First, does the president agree with Dr. Fauci that it's too soon to tell if people are going to be able to gather for Christmas? Well, the president relies on CDC guidelines, uh, and they have not changed their guidelines about who can gather together, those who are vaccinated. Uh, but we leave it to them if they need to change their guidelines based on where the pandemic sits. Oh, they'd love to cancel Christmas. The Grinch who canceled gris- Christmas, Joe Biden. They would love that. Oh, you know what? They'd love nothing more, right? Come on. You know that. By the way, watching the protesters on Mansion, they're almost as nuts as the people outside of cinema's uh bathroom stall they were on kayaks harassing the guy would you just enjoy your weekend and not be a lunatic for once oh speaking of lunatics do you want to hear about this teacher who uh said about white supremacy yeah let's see if i can find this for you now i just oh yes uh this is a tiktoker if you were a gifted in gifted classes as a child you probably weren't gifted you want to guess what it was? You want to guess? I'll give you a hint. White supremacy. Hey, tell that to all the dumbasses who are white in Appalachia who were never in gifted programs. Or Jersey. I knew a lot of them. I mean, I can say it more directly. You weren't gifted, talented, or smart. You were just most likely, statistically speaking, an upper middle class white kid. Ooh. And so your school district rewarded you by giving you the title of gifted. And then they use that as an excuse to pull resources from your black and indigenous, low-income, disabled, neurodivergent peers. What divergent? Hang on, I gotta hear Disabled, neurodivergent peer. Neurodivergent. Indigenous, low-income, disabled, neurodivergent peer. I gotta look that up. Is that even a word? Neurodivergent? And gave them to you. You benefited from the system of white supremacy and classism because you could uphold it as more likely than not an upper middle class or middle class white kid. Yes. You were the reason and uh-huh. the excuse for withholding resources from marginalized students and you were complicit in accepting them. And I know you were a child and I know you probably didn't have a lot of say and you also didn't have a lot of perspective. Right. But as an adult, if you're still holding on to this idea that you were a gifted kid once, when all that meant is that you could thrive under classism and white supremacy, unpack that. I'll unpack it. I knew a lot of dumb white kids who were not in the gifted and talented program in my school. And I didn't know any of the, I don't know, 
whatever that other word was, I still can't figure out. I'm going to go look it up. Maybe if I had been gifted and talented, I might know what all those words were. Nah, come on. Because you know what's happening, right? They're just making up these words now. These aren't old words. These are new words. All right, last thing before I let you go today. Um, Facebook. I, I know we hate them and I hate them so much. But I want to just caution you on government regulation of Facebook. Because I know there's whistleblowers out there and saying all these things and it makes us hate Facebook even more. He's saying that Facebook is, is just about making money. And so they don't care if uh, it, whatever the consequences are. I understand that. I do. I get it. But remember something. The left would love nothing more, and I mean this, nothing more than to be able to regulate social media. And this is their way of getting it. And they will get it because this is the ultimate promise. The ultimate fantasy of theirs is that the government controls social media, which in your mind you think is going to benefit free, freedom of choice and freedom of speech. And it's not. I'm telling you right now. With lunatics like this on these libs of TikTok, these other people out there, do you really believe, given what you've seen, with content being banned on YouTube about vaccinations and Facebook about the Wuhan lab, do you really think if the government started regulating social media sites that it would benefit conservatives or libertarians? Of course not. The answer is no, of course it wouldn't. We would lose so much in this game, so much. But this is what Snark said today about it, about whether or not the government should be regulating Facebook. Across the Democratic caucus. And just on one other topic, I'm assuming you saw what the Facebook whistleblower had to say last night. Did these revelations change the way the White House thinks about regulating Facebook and other social media giants? Well, um, as we saw the revelations that came out in that interview, um, in our view, this is just the latest in a series of revelations about social media platforms uh, that make clear that self-regulation is not working. Uh, that's long been the president's working. view and been the view of this administration. Uh, they validate the significant concern that the president and lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have expressed about how social media giants operate and the power they've amassed. Uh, reports in recent weeks, and I think Obviously, the whistleblower was uh, came forward last night in the in the report, but about efforts to attract young users and negative effects on teenagers' mental health are certainly troubling. They're hardly isolated incidents, and so uh, our uh, our effort is going to be continue to uh, support fundamental reforms, efforts to address these issues. Obviously, that would be up to the purview of Congress, but certainly uh, we view these as a continuing uh, in a series of revelations about the power of these platforms. I'm just telling you, just resist. Resist the idea that the government regulating social media is Let's a benefit cut. to anybody. I hit the wrong button. You weren't supposed to notice that. No, really. Hate them all you want. But just ask yourself the question. When the government starts regulating anything, does it ever help? Does it ever benefit? Who, who wins, who loses if the government's regulating social media speech? Do you think the left loses? Think Democrats lose? No, not so much, right? Have a great day. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. All star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.